Wayne and Leslie from the Embrys here in Decatur, Texas, Dana, Gabe, and myself to you. Congratulations on 28 years of ministry. Uh, we were blessed, uh, our hearts are full from 11 years there ministering with you guys. And uh, we just wanna pray a prayer of God's blessing in this next season of life for you. I know God has great things in store. God bless, again, congratulations. Wayne and Leslie, it's been such a tremendous blessing to have seen your ministry grow and have been a part of your lives for over 28 years. We're so excited for this next new chapter in your lives. We love you, we pray for you, and we wish God's best blessings on your lives. We love you. Wayne and Leslie, I wanna thank you both with a heart full of gratitude for the collegiality and the friendship that you have extended to Jeff and me over all of these years. In this new season of your life, we wish you an abundance of blessings and joy. God bless you. Greetings from Kenya, Wayne and Leslie. Thank you for your years of service and leadership to First Christian Church. Thank you for all you've done for Lynn and I and our family uh, the last 19 and a half years in Kenya. I wish you all the best and God's blessings in your years ahead your new journey in life, and the next chapter as it unfolds. All the best. Hey, Wayne and Leslie. Greetings from Tucson, Arizona. We're thrilled to be celebrating 28 years of ministry with you today. And we think of all the lives that you've touched over those 28 years. Including ours. We know you're retiring, but we can't wait to see what God has in store for you next. We love you guys. And now... You can come visit us in Tucson. Pastor Wayne and Leslie, God bless you on this, uh, your retirement. And we wanted to say thank you so very much. 20 seconds isn't enough time to let you know of the tremendous impact that you've made on our lives and on our church and on so many DHF churches. But we want to wish you well as you set sail to new adventures. God bless. Congratulations, Wayne and Leslie. We, we are so happy for you. Uh, I am personally so thankful for the impact that you have made in a lifetime of ministry. Wayne, you've poured into me as a friend and a mentor, and we wish you nothing but the very best. Well done. We're so proud of both of you. Congratulations to Wayne and Leslie on 28 years of fantastic ministry at First Christian Church there in Decatur, Illinois. It's been my privilege to serve with you in a small capacity for Nancy and I to know you and build friendship together. I look forward for your next as we look and enjoy our next. God bless you, friend. Well done. Wayne Kent, so many years, so many memories, and good ones. Wayne, you've been a blessing to me. You've been a blessing to First Christian Church, to the Renewal Movement, to Disciple Heritage Fellowship, and above all, Wayne, you've been a blessing to the kingdom of God. And you're not done. Thanks for what you have done, and keep up the good work, my friend. Hey, Wayne and Leslie, Jim Gilbert here. Dolly and I wanna say congratulations on 28 spectacular years of leading First Christian, and also to say it's a joy to have known you 44 years and still we're pushing the same plow in places like that right there, as well as Ukraine and Poland and probably others to come. Congratulations. Congratulations, Mom Papa. We love you. Thank you for always caring for people. We love you. Love you. Bye. 
Congratulations, mom and dad, on 28 years of ministry to First Christian Church. And most importantly, though, I would like to say thank you for creating a foundation of faith for not only myself, but my children and our family for generations to come. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Oh, and are you guys free next weekend to watch the kids? This is early for a standing ovation. We get to go home, I think, now. I don't know. Well, if beyond applause and uh, not in the uh, video where you are limited to 20 seconds, uh, we would invite you to join us here for an open house dessert reception uh, for Wayne and Leslie this evening uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. here at the church uh, to be able to take your 20 seconds and maybe then some uh, to thank them and to celebrate their ministry. Uh, but as Wayne said, uh, this, is, this is a checkpoint. This is not the end. This is just uh, a new beginning. And so if I had 20 seconds, or I think they gave me a few more minutes to uh, share what I'm thankful for in Wayne and Leslie Kent, uh, it would be for a moment that at the time, I hoped would represent many moments to come. I was looking back on my calendar actually this morning to get the exact date. I was like, Wayne, when did you think that was that we first met? And he had it right, and I wasn't sure exactly when it was, but it was uh, a Saturday, February 21st at 8.30 a.m. at an International House of Pancakes in Johnson City, Tennessee, where my wife Jessica and I had just graduated college, and we got uh, to, over those pancakes, learn a little bit more about this place, uh, First Christian Church, where at its time was 170 years old, and now we are looking at 188 and counting, and at the time learned about a church that had really only been a little more than 100 throughout the most of its existence, but that how the leadership under Wayne and Leslie had grown the church, made the changes necessary, and 170 years of history and tradition somehow not killed the thing in the process. Uh, and I'll tell you, being in church life, that is no small feat. But even beyond that, uh, Jessica and I, we had this sense walking away from that breakfast, like, hey, if this guy was gonna be you know, my boss, for lack of a better term, we also sensed way more than that, that we would have a friend and a pastor that would care beyond our productivity just as the church's youth ministers. And so for more than 18 years now, we've been blessed to be part of Wayne's ministry as he has faithfully led us as a church uh, under four core values we've, we've embraced, understood, has been part of our history, and we more or less identified and codified what we knew was already true and will continue to be true in the days ahead, that Pastor Wayne, he has led us uh, to uh, embrace the changes necessary, that even though our methods might need to change, we know that the message will never change. The message that lives under the second core value of encountering the Holy Spirit that is all solidified on being biblically directed, that we uh, are rooted in the authority of Scripture, and then fourth, that together we embrace that as a community. 
that we grow together and we serve together as we become devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That that is why our church is on the planet and that is where Wayne has led us and where we will continue to lead into the days ahead. And so, Jessica and I, we've had the blessing of serving uh, in and under the ministry of Wayne and Leslie's, uh, not just role, but example and love and care for us. And so as I think about Pastor Wayne's pastoral and ministry leadership, uh, at least again, just in my life, I mean the math is kind of staggering. Uh, I didn't grow up going to church, came to faith as a freshman in high school, uh, 15 years old, and then at 22 I graduate from, uh, from Milligan University to uh, go into this thing called ministry. And so that was at 22 when I met uh, and was hired by Wayne. And now I'm 41, and so some quick math, I've spent more than three-fourths of my Christian life under the care and the leadership and the wisdom of Wayne and First Christian Church. And look forward to many more years of that here together. And so as you consider maybe, uh, you know, as we line up to, you know, experience or to process or to kind of understand the transition and the change, and just as we kind of line up behind the Kents and just kind of want to figure out what our emotion is behind this idea that Wayne will no longer be our lead pastor at First Christian Church. Um, well, can, like, I get in that line with you? Uh, because, uh, and, if, and maybe not to, like, be rude, but if like, I could maybe cut to the front or budge just a little bit, like, when it comes to the measure of the impact that Wayne and Leslie Kent have had on Jessica and Maya's life as we understand what it means to follow Jesus and to do this adventure called ministry, specifically here at First Christian Church. And so it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be part of the body of Christ, his church, the way that Jesus designed it. And as we look at how that plays out here at First Christian, uh, I think about you know, Wayne as he was beginning to make some of these plans for this transition. Unbeknownst to me, uh, some of the conversations that were happening with the elders, coming out of those conversations, uh, Wayne came to me and said essentially, uh, at the early stages of this conversation, Brian, moving forward, you need to know, I am more than willing to step outside of the life of the church. Like, you know, I don't wanna get in your way. Uh, I just wanna make sure that you can establish your place and your voice as the lead pastor at First Christian Church. Essentially, Wayne was saying, do you want me to take a hike? Uh, do you want me to take off? And, and that's very customary, actually, in these contexts, especially those of you who you know from the business world, that's just, like, that's just the way it is. So, you know, you, you kind of make that change. And in a lot of churches, uh, that is the case as well. And he and I both get that. I mean, he and I both have relationships and friendships where, um, you know, those situations where the former lead pastor and the new lead pastor are in the same setting, and uh, we've seen it go not well, and it can be just downright Ugly, and we can understand why that could be a challenge in certain settings. But in this setting, you need to know that over the last 18 years, handing off significant portions of leadership and influence and decision-making, it's nothing new to Wayne. It's nothing new to Wayne Kent, because Wayne has made a pattern, uh, his, his way of leadership to generously share leadership, influence, and decision-making to help the next generation, younger pastors and younger staff, prepare for these kinds of moments. It's actually funny when uh, people kind of get me to the side and they say, is Wayne really gonna be able to like, let it go? 
Like, is he really gonna be able to not be in charge, to not make the decisions, to, uh, you know, and all of that? I, all, I always have to smile because what you all don't realize what happens behind the scenes is the number of decisions that Wayne and I face that we see completely different, but yet he chooses to go my way. And not because I'm always getting it right, trust me, there's plenty of times I don't, and he never would say it, so I just walk into his office, I'm like, you told me so. Uh, and we live and we learn and we've been figuring out what it means uh, to collaborate and to share and to trust, uh, not just between Wayne and I, but as the DNA of what it means to be the body of Christ. That's what the Apostle Paul talks about, that we are all members of God's household. And so I'm thankful to be part of a church where, uh, you know, I get it in the business world, but in this context, in our unique setting, this is not one CEO handing it over to the next, that we are, as it says in Ephesians 2.19, the members of God's whole. So we are together, number one, a family. In fact, when Jesus talked about what it would mean to follow him into the future as disciples of him, devoted followers, this is how he described it. He described it with his disciples as family, even more so than blood family. He did it this way. It says, this is after the disciples say, hey, your mom and your brothers are looking for you, to which Jesus takes this teaching moment with the disciples. He says, who are my mother and my brothers, Jesus asked. And then he looked at those seated in the circle around him, those gathered around him, and he said, right here. Right here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and mother. Jesus says that we as the church, we are brothers, we are sisters, we are mothers, we are sons, we are daughters, we are fathers, we are family in this together, committed one to another in devotion together to Jesus Christ, who is our head of the family, our head of this body of believers, who is the head always of his church. And so for all of us, when we consider, you know, I know for Wayne or myself or other pastors on staff, we might have the role and responsibility of pastors, but just like you, we together, by the grace and the gift of Jesus Christ, we are members together of his church, uniquely expressed at First Christian Church here in Decatur, Illinois. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 says that just as a body, though one has many parts, all of its many parts exist to form one body with Christ or under Christ. And so what does that look like here for us in the days ahead at First Christian? What does it look like specifically for Wayne and Leslie in the days ahead? Well, I remember in March of 2004, just one month after we first met Wayne and Leslie, Jessica and I uh, made the long trek up from Johnson City, Tennessee to Decatur, Illinois. And uh, during that interview process, one of the things, or probably the thing that stands out the most is uh, not something that was spoken to me, but something that Wayne actually looked to Jessica and said. He looked at her and said, Jessica, you need to know that this is not a two-for-one deal where we hire Brian as the youth pastor and then have some unspoken understanding as a pastor's wife. And you know if you've grown up around church, there's all kinds of unique and interesting job descriptions that a pastor's wife has unspoken and not written down, but we know that it exists. But he said that is not gonna be the case for you. Uh, however, he said, 
just like we would expect any member of First Christian Church to, and I'll use our language that we've developed over the years, to become a devoted follower of Jesus Christ by growing and serving together, we look forward to you finding your role and your place at First Christian Church as you grow and you serve together with this body of believers just like we would anyone else here in the life of the church. And so if I could echo that sentiment to Wayne and Leslie, that as we consider the future, that even though you will be stepping out of the role of lead pastor here in Life of the Church, we're excited that you all have chosen and that you all will continue to become devoted followers of Jesus Christ by growing and serving together with us as you discover your place and your new role in what God has for you in the days ahead. And so, in a few moments, Wayne is gonna share what some of those initial plans are, even as he explores what those future plans for he and Les will be in the days ahead. But with uh, respect uh, to the responsibility that Pastor Wayne talked about last week with pastoral authority, with that open-handed offer, okay, Brian, do you want me to take a hike? Do you want me to go fly a kite? Whatever you know, expression that you want to use, uh, I just wanna say I'm thankful uh, that uh, Wayne and Leslie have accepted that response to stick around, to grow and to serve together as we discover together your role, your place, and what God's gonna continue to do through you just like he has to date and will to all the days of your life until we all meet in glory uh, in the days ahead. And so to that end, as you guys set out to discover those spaces and those places, I wanna take a moment to recognize the reality uh, of what they've already stood and clapped for, but we've gotta recognize really what it is, and that is, number one, an honor that the elders of First Christian Church uh, wanted to uh, bestow upon you, and that is the role of Pastor Emeritus. Uh, this honorary role of the reality of what you've already done and what we know God is gonna to continue to do through you and Leslie in the days ahead. And as we together, honor and represent what God has done through his servants, through Wayne and Leslie, uh, to build his kingdom for his glory and by his power. Uh, as a congregation, in recognition of this, I'm gonna have you all participate. This is kind of an all-skate here for us, here in the West Auditorium, the East Auditorium, uh, that as I say a statement that's true of you, would you please stand and remain standing uh, here in the West Auditorium and the East Auditorium. And those worshiping online, if you want us to give like an emoji thumbs up, we'll know what that means. And just keep that thumb up and you just stay standing as we recognize, again, the role that the Lord has used Wayne and Leslie in our lives. And so first, if you are here in the room or in the West Auditorium online and you have been personally, uh, if you were personally baptized uh, by Wayne Kent. Would you please stand here with us if you're baptized by them? Awesome. Very cool. Hey, Wayne, why don't you, Wayne, why don't you come up here? Because I'm getting to see this. You guys don't get to see it. We didn't do this last night. We live and learn, right? Because I'm seeing it, but I want you all to see it. Yeah. All right, if you're here and Wayne officiated your wedding. If you're here, we have any, any weddings here? That's, there's plenty of them, but not in the room today. All right. Uh, I almost said officiated your funeral. <laughs> if anyone stood up for that, that would be some corrected theology later. I don't know. Okay. But with that, if Wayne has officiated um, a loved one of yours funeral, would you please stand?
You got it right, Rick, you're good, you're good. <laughs> if Wayne has visited you or one of your loved ones in the hospital, would you please join us in standing? I will stand with that one, yeah. If you were here prior to 1994, who was crazy enough to take a chance on a 30-something to be the senior pastor of First Christian Church, would you stand? Anyone here is in a long haul? You're gonna raise your hand. I got bride in the ass, like, wait a second. Some people want double credit on that, understood. <laughs> and then any one of you who started attending and made First Christian Church your home in the last 28 years since 1994 in Pastor Wayne's tenure, would you please stand as well? of which represents the full tenure of Wayne and Leslie's ministry among us, again, furthering his kingdom by his power and in his words, I know, to God be the glory. And so Wayne, from one generation to the next, Psalm 145, one generation commends God's work to another. They tell of his mighty acts that he has chosen to do through you. Please be seated, friends, yeah. Thank you, Brian. Um, I'm mindful that a fellow like me only gets to do this once in a pastoral career. And to that end, what would I say in just a few moments? Um, because this isn't a moment really for preaching or correcting or vision statements. This is a moment for a brief reflection and... Um, so many thanks. And I'll get to the thanks in just a minute. But I have some couple notes for you. Particularly since um, we've been asked this question so many times in the recent weeks, particularly, uh, what are you guys, what's next, Wayne? What, what, what are you doing, Wayne? What, what, what are the kids doing? And um, so I'll give you some just immediate schedule updates so that we can sort of get that, answer, that question answered right off the bat. Uh, Les and I have some back and forth in and out of Decatur for the next few weeks. We're headed off to see our kids in Rochester, New York in early July. We're going to help our granddaughter celebrate her sixth birthday. And then later in July, we're going to go up to British Columbia to see my parents. Uh, we haven't been up there. Really, I was up there once during COVID, but uh, apart from that, we've not been up there to spend any real time with them. So, and they're becoming, moving along in years, so it's important to visit them. While there, we're gonna get on a rowboat and visit Alaska. It's actually not a rowboat, but it's a, kind of a larger boat. You know what those are. Like, it's, um, it was a vacation that we planned for 2020, but COVID messed with all of that, so we're gonna take that up. Late in the summer, on your behalf, on behalf of the congregation, we're gonna be involved in ministry for First Christian Church. Uh, you and other congregations across Disciple Heritage Fellowship and congregations in our own community um, have been very gracious with the funds that have come in for Ukrainian refugees. It's now at $180,000, that fund is, and uh, we've already sent more than 100000 so we want to go and see what's going on and bring a report back to you, and so you'll be seeing that in early September. 
Uh, on the way to Poland, um, it's an interesting thing that I'm going to get engaged in, and perhaps you're familiar with a 1,200-year-old Spanish pilgrimage uh, called the Santiago de Camino. It usually involves walking 500 miles over a period of about 35 days. Pilgrims carry their backpacks. They, they sleep in hostels, open rooms with a bunch of people snoring together, 20, 30 people at a time, uh, sleeping on bunks. You carry your own pack. And I've wanted to do it for many years. However, I've decided that uh, I don't need to take the struggle bus on this. I'm not walking 500 miles. I'm not staying in hostels, and I'm not carrying my own luggage. <laughs> but I'm going to walk about 120 miles of the route, and somebody else is going to make sure my luggage gets to a hotel every night as I get there, because I want my own bathroom, friends. <laughs> so um, my, excuse me, my walk will actually begin at the, where the border uh, between Portugal and Spain starts in a, in a little village or town called Aguada, and then it'll go 120 miles north up to there, up to Santiago. Um, Les is not going with me on that one. She'll meet me in Poland, so I'll go from Spain to Poland, and at which point, once we're together in Poland, I will be leaning on her everywhere we go because I imagine I will need to sit down a lot after walking that distance, by all means. And speaking of sitting down, that is what is in our plans, my plans specifically for the coming months. I've been in full-time ministry since 1978, friends. That's more than 40 years. And uh, in 40 years, I've done a lot of talking. I've done a lot of leading. And um, deep down within my soul, I have this understanding that God's calling me to a period of a spiritual discipline of quietness. It's not a resigned statement. This is, oh, I've got no form to be used. No, not at all. Instead, I think it's a reset button, if you will, a pause button, a button that says, be still and know that God is God. I feel that is a divine calling on me for the next few months. Oh, and, and you need to know all sorts of short-term projects have already surfaced. Um, this past week, I was offered two jobs already. I don't know that I need that. Um, <laughs> Apparently, Rural King and Lowe's are looking for people. <laughs> I can say walk this way with the best of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. McDonald's is looking for people. They're hiring every Tuesday. So you never know. You might see me wearing a bright smile. I don't know. But for the, and there's all sorts of ministry opportunities. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm preaching in a church in Mount Zion who wants to be involved in what we're doing in Ukraine and Poland, so I'm going to go visit with them on your behalf again. So, um, but for the most part, between now and, say, the new year, I want to be quiet. Uh, we'll be around. Both of us will be on the worship teams in some sort of regular rotation. But most of all, I'm excited to hear and to see what God's call is going to be on the next generation of leaders in this church. And I'm excited to see and to watch and participate in what God will do in and through these youngsters. Um, because I have no doubt that Brian and his team will do very, very well without a lot of input from me. In fact, just so that you're aware, um, in front of the elders of a couple months ago, 
Uh, Brian and I developed a memorandum of agreement that outlines how we will help each other in the days ahead. Our egos are not in the way. You need to know that. Our friendship and mutual ministry and trust of the past 18 years is one of great affection and trust. And so that will carry us in the days ahead. In the meanwhile, my largest task, what is of primary importance to me today, is to express my thanks. I must begin that project of thanks by expressing extreme devotion to my lovely bride. She is in each of our hearts. I know that. And her devotion, Leslie, your devotion to me and this congregation is beyond superb. And then we had our kids, Jacqueline and Eric and Ben and Courtney, along with their grandkids. I'm a blessed man. That says it right there. I thank God for the gift of my family. And then I get to thank you. I thank you as a congregation for all the crazy things that you've taught me over the years. <laughs> what have you done over these years? You've sustained me. You've listened to me. You need to know every time I get in a pulpit and you all show up, uh, for years, uh, my first thought every time in the pulpit is, what on earth are all these people doing here? And why do they come to hear me? Uh, you've listened to me. Thank you. You've accepted me. You've cared for me. You've supported me. You've taken on my crazy ideas. You've challenged me. You've carried me. You've grown with me. You've heeded me. You've changed me. You've changed with me. You've supported me. You've put up with me. You've forgiven me. You've joined with me. You've agreed with me. And at times, you've disagreed with me. And some of you have even grown old with me. And for each of you, sometimes longer than others. You've lived life with me. And I thank you for those wonderful graces. Thank you for looking past my errors, and I hope that any acknowledged successes, I hope and pray that they would be attributed to Jesus Christ and to his honor. And to that end, then, this is my prayer for you out of Ephesians chapter 3. I pray that out of his glorious riches, God may strengthen you with power through his spirit so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That's my prayer for you. And to that end, may we read the rest of that passage of Scripture together, acknowledging this, that now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever.